If you've thought about getting tāmoko work done, that's traditional Māori tattoo, Shane Teruki's advice is pretty simple. Use common sense. Tonight, part two of his lecture, Mokopapa, think before you ink. For those of you who are thinking about tāmoko, and I know you all are now, you're seeing the beautiful work here and you want to get some work done, the most important part for me is to say you, to you to investigate. Go and have a look. Uh, we travelled... Uh, myself and Mitch, who's the Tamoko artist on that side, travelled through Australia some years ago uh, holding lectures on Tamoko, and we found there, and also we found here in New Zealand, many, many people, young and old, who went out looking for someone to do some Tamoko and had some bad experiences. And those bad experiences, experiences ranged from hygiene problems all the way through to bad artistry, you know, coming out with something you didn't actually want and not knowing when or if they could say no. So in this day and age, one of the most important things is to investigate and put your ear to the ground and find out who's out there, who's doing fantastic work, and to look at things like hygiene and most of us would have seen on TV or at the movies sometimes some really bad American film where, with some bad tattooists where the hygiene was a mouthful of whiskey spread out, you know, spread out onto the skin and there you go if you come across that get out of there <laughs> don't do that huh? likewise if somebody comes at you and they've got no gloves that's pretty much a sign you don't want to get involved with that. One of the key things that we should remember about tāmoko and any other body modifications, that when you break the skin, you run the risk of contracting infection. Your infections can be mild or they can be serious and life-threatening. Mild or serious and life-threatening. These kuiya and their moko, you can see how deep that went, took months to heal. And likewise, the smooth skin tattooing could also take months to heal. With the new technologies that we have now, it can take a few days to a week. But the risk is still there, the risk of uh, many types of diseases beyond just uh, your run-of-the-mill infections, uh, hepatitis, etc etc so those risks have to be calculated and thought about when you go forward and start looking at the idea of getting a moho there are those risks there's also reputation to think about reputation not your own but the reputation of the artists. are they any good they might say they're good that doesn't mean to say they're good it's about checking out the things that they do do they have a website? Have they got their own? Investigating with other people. But more importantly, it's also about knowing your own rights around tāmoko. At any time, you can say no, that's enough. You can go through all the preparations in the world. You can be laid out, ready to go, and before that needle touches your face, you're allowed to say no. It's like getting married, and you're right there at the pulpit, and you can change your mind. <laughs> it might upset a few people, but you can still change your mind. <laughs>
Uh, and those are some of your rights as well. You have the right to, to ask for all the information you require. There are things like payment to be taken into account. And for our practicing artists, I don't know what it is, but we seem to think it's fine to not pay our artists well. And that's not just peculiar to Mali, but right across uh, the entire length and breadth of our uh, artists. Uh, we often think that, oh, anyone can paint that, or anyone can do that, and so we try to not pay them as much as they're worth. And in regards to payment for tamoko artists, one of the most important things is to ask up front, how much is this going to cost me? How long? What's the agreement? And even to get that agreement on paper, so that you're both clear as to what it is you're up for. And I do know of some tamoko artists who have worked 10 hours to complete the tamoko. They didn't exactly have that conversation around payment and then were presented with a sack of flounder as payment for 10 hours. For those of us who are Māori in the room, that's not good. It may be traditional, but that's tradition 200 years ago. Uh, cash is king now. <laughs> But it's about working that out with your tāmuku artists so that it becomes a case of honour, that we work in an honourable way with each other. As I said earlier, it is a sacred act, the spilling of blood and the sharing of the hao, the breath between artists and those receiving the gift of tāmuku. And so we try to do these things in a good way. Aftercare is one of those things. Your tamoko artist, if he's good, should be able to tell you what your aftercare is. He shouldn't just pack you up and say, take your money and say, thank you, and out the door you go. There should be some aftercare. And that aftercare can extend to creams and it can extend to uh, what happens if, if you get an infection. All that type of stuff should be laid out. Now, this, I'm not being prescriptive about this. I'm just saying there's a few things that we might want to think about when we go forward and start looking at getting some work done. Most of the work you'll see being done here is modern. It's a modern expression of our traditions. This foot belongs to a co-worker of mine uh, back in the King Country, and it represents uh, her sisters and her cousin, and, uh, which she carries around with her everywhere. As she travels, she travels with them on her foot. Her brothers did ask her though, where are we? She said, I haven't had you done yet. I said, oh, we're going on the other foot. She said, no, you're going underneath. <laughs> she rules the roost amongst her family. But what we have here is a, is a modern expression of tattooing, of, of tamoko, in which we invest our stories into our tamoko. And so tamoko today is less about the systematic ranking of nobility or if you're not nobility, etc. But it, more, it is much more than that now. It is about marking our story, who we are now, who we have been, and who we intend to be going forward. So moko, as it was in the time of the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi, marked a special occasion, a time, and a way for a a time passed in regards to the times before the, uh, the signing 
the present situation that was going on there, and the hope for the future. And in that respect, our, our tāmoko today is exactly the same. It's exactly the same. So for those of you who've got some markings from when you were 16 or 13, I don't know, some little dots or the tattooed bird here and there, and uh, I see a few of you smiling, so you must have something. You know, there's no need to get those covered or taken off. They mark a time in your life when you were, I don't know, in love or joining a group or running around with mates. So moko tamoko now, uh, as before, as I said, marks a time, a place from which we've come to our present situation through to a time ahead. Our dreams, our aspirations, and our hopes for a future. And if you're going to get some tattooing, think about it really carefully. And think about your stories. One of the worst things you can do is turn up to the Taumoko artist and say, I don't know what I want, but I want something. So, what, we're going to have three hours of consultation around what it is that you want? Prepare yourself. Think about what it is that you might want, and that's, let that story unfold, whether it be about family, whether it be about history or time, etc. All of these for the wearer, have some meaning. Be it family, be it marriage, be it your aunties, uh, and these kuia who are here today, their moko marks them as ladies, marks them as people of, of nobility and women of skill and of position within the tribe. Netana the Fakali of the Waimana Kaku from Tuhoi, from Waimana, in 1921, spoke these words. He spoke them in Māori, of course. And it outlines for our people the importance of moko, in which he says, you may lose your most valued property through misfortune in various ways. And I'm um, taken aback by what he brings up first. You might lose your house, your patu ponamu, your greenstone mere, and then your wife and other treasures. You might be robbed of all your most prized possessions, but of your moko, but of your moko, you cannot be deprived, except by death. That in itself is important because you carry it forever. So when you make the decision, when you choose your pattern and you go forward, don't make a rash decision. Take some time, think about it, because you'll have it for every day of the rest of your life. Kia ora, Shane Teruki no Ngāti Maniapoto Ngāti Porau. Shane has been based at Te Papa as the Tainui Kaumatua. Now, early this morning, the closing ceremony for the Tainui exhibition, Taitimu Taipari, Tainui, Journey of a People, officially closed.